Hello, everybody, and welcome to Back and Forth. I'm your host, Gecko Man, and sitting beside me is our co-host, Rogue Gambit, the man who was hoping for Kenobi. Why are you here? We're here, or at least I'm here, to talk about our top five Star Wars entrances. Yeah, I guess that's why I'm here, too. <laughs> um, yeah, so to get today, we have decided to bring our each of us top five Star Wars entrances uh, character entrances, nothing else. <laughs> what? No, I have one that's kind of not a character entrance. Um, All right, well. I should probably get going first, right? Yeah. All righty. <laughs> Number five. Great I got... This is going to probably surprise everybody, since all I do is bash this movie. Yeah, you probably will. Um, but I've got in Star Wars Episode Eight. Wow. Wow. When uh, Luke Skywalker walks out onto the blood red. That's a pretty good moment, except it wasn't good enough for me. <laughs> for me, like, I hate the movie. I hate even the premise of him being there. Yeah. But it was just excellent. Like, you in the theater watching it, I not a part of me thought he was going to show up. Mm. And he did. And not only that, but then you were just like shocked that he's there. Mm -hmm. Then Kylo Ren, one good <laughs> character line of his, you know, when he's like, I want every gun to fire on that man. That was a pretty good And moment. then they do such a good shot swinging around with the camera. Then one fires. And then all of that. Yeah. And then he's still there. And that is just, I don't, it's just a good entrance, you know, not a good movie. Not a good ending, but a mm. great entrance. Yeah, I can definitely agree with that. Um, not a good entrance, in my opinion, to make it on my top five. I mean, so that's why we got different. Lists. Well, what is your number five? Then? My number five. This one, I don't know, might surprise you, um, but it is a very good entrance. It is Ahsoka Tano in Rebels. I haven't seen it. <laughs> uh, when she faces off against the Inquisitors. Saves uh, saves Ezra and Kanan and two younglings. Well, everyone makes mistakes. <laughs> just just that moment because we, you know, it was a moment of us after watching. So, I guess I have one, just one question. Just so, like you know, since I haven't seen this, to get the essence of what kind of entrance this is. Is this the first time you see Ahsoka in the show? No. Okay. This is the first time that we see Ahsoka. I think we see Ahsoka first fight an inquisitor okay so i just wondering like if it was like you're watching the show oh why you know what's ahsoka up to and then boom she has this epic entrance so yeah i wasn't sure if that's how it, it was it okay. wouldn't really make sense in this sort or sort of <laughs> way she entrance enters like but yeah i definitely see uh, that. There, uh, yeah just since i haven't seen it, i was just trying yeah. to get the feel all right so we yeah so, she's so yeah she, it's just a good entrance because one we haven't seen ahsoka in a long time yep they definitely we've we don't really see her fight that much in rebels um but when we do see her fight she is pretty amazing um this is true but uh that moment while i do not like the stylist the the design choice of ahsoka Yep. Really? Um it's still she still did they did still do an amazing job of the way Ahsoka fights, I feel like. I feel like they really do capture the way she fights in that show. Yep. You just sound so <laughs> uninterested in this. That is my general demeanor. <laughs> um but yeah, it was definitely a really good moment. Uh I, I think it I believe it was the first fight. I will have to look up look again just to be sure, but I believe it was the first fight that we see with Ahsoka and Inquisitors in Rebels. So okay. it was something that the audience longed for. It was nice. Moving on. <laughs> all right. My number four. I'm going to have to get your help on this one because I don't remember all the details of okay. this entrance. But this is in The Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace. When they're somewhere. I don't remember the planet. And all the, uh, you know, Princess Leia and all the, not Princess Leia, <laughs> uh, Padme, Dala, and all her little guy guys are running around and then the big doors open and who's standing there oh darth naboo? maul on naboo <laughs> i knew like anyways it was the whole and like <laughs> they like i think it like if i remember the shots correctly it like doors open darth maul's standing there he shoots out one side of his lightsaber it pans over behind everybody is 
uh, Obi Wan, no mm-hmm. Kylo Ren, no Qui Gon, Qui Gon Jinn, and he like walks through everybody towards him, and then it pans back over, and then um, uh, I think the igniting of the lightsabers are after. No, I'm pretty sure Darth Maul ignites one side right before it pans. Maybe, but, but it, it might, might be, be right after it pans back. Yeah. So it's just really, really good camera work, um, and yeah, the entrance is yeah, just that, uh, that's epic. Really, that's a really that's a good one. That's a good one to have at number four. Um, anything else about that? Um, uh, it, once again, a terrible movie that has an epic entrance. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, my number four is your least favorite character. I think in the original films. Okay. Um, is Han Solo in A New Hope when he saves Luke Skywalker from Darth Vader and his Tie Fighters? Well, as I've stated before, and most people probably know this will be on my list because I had it in my top five moments, and it is excellent. Yeah, it's a pretty, it's a, it's an amazing, like, entrance yep. of Han Solo. Like, it's like, we already believed he was, you know, he already left and yep. stuff, and he, then he comes back and saves everybody. Yes. Like, that's pretty, pretty, pretty good entrance right there. Um, this segues really well into my number three. It's, um... In A New Hope, when Han Solo shows up and saves Luke Skywalker from Darth Vader. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, did you not know what I was talking about? I literally said almost word for word what you said. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Guys, this was not scripted. <laughs> yep. If you want to know, these are not pre-planned episodes. We do not have a whole script ready. We're not sitting but here reading anyways, off the script. Yeah. Like you said, epic entrance. Yep. Um, I remember, I think I said this before, but I'll say it again. I remember watching for the first time. I 100% did not think Hansel was coming back. Yeah. You know, I don't like his character, but they do, his character arc is very well done in the movie. Like, mm-hmm. you know who he is, you know what he, why he does what he does, and that just sets up so well. You're just like, okay, he's gone, he's off doing his own thing like he always does, and then he shows up, and you're like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, they definitely, they definitely really get it on point with that yep. one. Well, my number three is from a show... Very recent show. Oh, no. <laughs> but trust me, this is actually a good, good entrance. Okay. It is the Mandalorian. Okay. It's when he enters into that, uh, I guess, meat factory, whatever. Yep. yep. And I must say, that is a good entrance to have yeah. for Mandalorian. Like, even though it was in such a, just a pretty bad show. Yeah. It still was a good entrance. Yeah. Like you've been saying. Ter- terrible <laughs> right i mean that episode's just good yeah but, um yeah i mean it, it, it is a very good entrance mm-hmm. it really just the way that i love once again great camera work oh just yeah the oh, angles yeah. they choose just very different from the mandalorian show the way that they like depict him and the way he just like without grogu there you know he's just willing to do the job do his job and do it well and yeah just, Walks in. Oh my goodness! So so good. Yeah, and it it, it even catches like his the his menacing mm-hmm. the way he looks. We talked a little bit about this in a yeah. previous episode, um, but like he, he's so menacing, and it's such a good entrance of yeah. one of my of my favorite character in the whole Star Wars universe. So, like, yeah, does a great job of yeah capturing his essence, showing how feared he is showing what he's capable of Mm -hmm. and if i can say real fast for for one final thing for this is i love how they show his shadow before they show him like that was an amazing that was a good choice in Mm -hmm. revealing so yeah uh what's your uh, number two all right so number two is in a movie that i can't remember the name of right now i'll have to get your help on that oh (laughs) once again a terrible movie um so i think the scene starts out and you see count dooku standing in this chamber and then you just hear pitter patter of feet quickly walking towards him and a shadow appears and yoda walks out oh clone uh attack of the clones yes <laughs> i don't know sure i think that's the one yeah and then count dooku says whatever he says like 
Yoda too, you know. And he goes, <laughs> you are Count Dooku, and then Count Dooku shoots his little lightning fingers at him, and he catches it in his hand and throws it right back at him. Oh yeah, and then uh, Yoda says, "Much more to learn, you still have." If I can just, oh, not just like once again, like the way that you like, like you said, you see a shadow first, like you hear these footsteps, right? Mm-hmm. And then you see the shadow, and then you see him. Just really well done. And then, of course, Yoda just like being Yoda. It, yeah. It's like, oh, oh, oh! I even forgot. He flips his little lightsaber out with the force. Oh yeah. Oh good. Yeah. I will say I did like did like the way they did like a force battle in that. Yeah. That was very. I think that was a pretty well done fight right there. Even though I feel like a lot of the VF the what VFX yeah were not the best. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the lightning looks cheesy. The, yeah. Uh, the uh, way that he catches it, all that looks, you know, the force is fine, not great, but it, it was it was one of the better fights, yeah, and um, just really good entrance and just show once again shows the characters of uh, Count Dooku and Yoda just so well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was a, it was it was definitely a good entrance and puppet Yoda still better, but it's. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how they're going to do Puppet Yoda for <laughs> a fight scene like that. Hey, hey, there's some pretty good puppeteers out there. I mean, I'm not saying there aren't. I'm just, I'm going to be, I would be, I have not seen good puppeteering. <laughs> that's not, that's not, it's not supposed to mean how it sounded. <laughs> Moving on. My number two has to be. My second favorite entrance. Well, it is my second favorite entrance. It's my number two. It has to be my favorite animated entrance of all time. Darth Maul in the final season when he just walks up. What does he say? (laughs) I was hoping for Kenobi. Why are you here? I just love it. Like just that slow thump. Thump, yep. and then Once just again, just such a good job of yeah. Like, and uh, like, yeah, I've looked through the Clone Wars. There's not a whole lot of like entrances like that mm-hmm. in the Clone Wars, but that one was oh so good. Yeah, that's definitely one I thought about putting on my list. But yes, it is good. like it definitely captures Darth Maul very yeah. well, especially the way he was portrayed in the Clone Wars. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um. All right, now we're getting on to the number ones here. <laughs> Any honorable mentions for you? Um, the only I can think of, all right, is <laughs> in the uh, Clone Wars when uh, Ahsoka's standing there, and you just hear this thump, 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 and Darth Maul shows up. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Um, no. Uh, Darth Maul is that one. Uh, Anakin has a pretty cool one when he shows up. Uh, what's the dude, the Rachnid dude's name? Anyways. Oh, man, I forget his name. Mr. Six Arms. Yeah, that guy. Anyways, yeah. that's a pretty cool one when he just shows up and it's like, oh. Anyways, but I, why I want to pick that one is because it's like the fights the or like his decision and like you seeing him become more of a Sith is better than the actual entrances, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, um, oh, and then there's another honorable mention I guess I'll do is in um, a movie, one of the movies, uh, when um, <laughs> General Grievous is there and you just see Obi-Wan Kenobi drop behind him, you know? Oh, that yeah, that is a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. That's definitely a good one. Any honorable mentions for you? I do have a, I do have one or two here. Um, my, one of my honorable mentions is a General Grievous one from the Clone Wars. Um, you may not remember this one. Probably not. <laughs> um, it is when he is, when General Grievous, it's the moment when Obi-Wan Kenobi believes he is finally going to stop General Grievous. Um, he, it's first couple of minutes in the episode, I think, um, when, General Grievous has invaded Eth Koth's ship. Right. And you just see these four lightsabers to just start, just penetrate the door and then just like start turning, make this circle. And then it just stops. Eth Koth and a couple of clones are getting ready to fight. And it's just them on the ship because everybody else had died. Like 
It's like a terrifying moment. And then just the 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 door the hole just gets I don't know, kicked open or something, and yeah. it just goes flying, knocks out a couple clones, and then uh, a couple commando droids and magna guards come through and take out all the clones, and then General Grievous just walks in, just like clank, clank, yeah, and just yeah. like says something men- like says something weird and like then just takes on Ethcoth and just takes him down so fast. <laughs> nice. It was a pr- it's a pretty good moment. You're definitely gonna have to watch it. It's it's a it's I mean, a it's a good entrance for General Grievous, yeah. I feel like. Because he's like the it. tactical droid leader type of person. Even yeah. though he is a coward. Right. It's a good entrance for him. Um I went a little too long on that one. So you're good. Got another um, one? I do have one more. Uh, I'm kind of forgetting it. Hold on. Ah, yes. Um, I don't actually don't know if I want to say this one because it might spoil something for you. Okay. Um, so I may have to like... Well, I've got another one if you don't want to do it. It's from Rebels. Okay. Well, I, as you know, I don't necessarily care if you spoil anything in Rebels, but... I don't know if you want me to spoil this. Okay. Okay, then we, we don't have to do it. Because it's... It is... Uh, you know what? We'll, wait. we'll okay. I won't say it. I won't say it. You guys are gonna have to wait in suspense. Um, so, <laughs> um, I'll, I'll I'll say one more. Another Obi Wan Kenobi or Ben Kenobi in this instance. Oh, in I think I know what you're A New sure. Hope. I think, when um, I think, isn't he only in A New Hope? Actually, no, he's not. But yeah, <laughs> I literally just said one when he wasn't. Uh, <laughs> uh, when Luke gets taken out by the. Whatchamacallums? The sand people? Yeah, and the Tuscans. Tuscans, yeah. And then he like walks, you know, runs up to him and you just see his cloak, you know, and he's like leaning over Luke and then Luke, you know, wakes up. and well, if he more has I, like I, a... Yeah, I don't remember exactly. He has more of a terrifying entrance because he's like, he does this like loud creature noise to scare off the Tuscans. Right. And he's like, and you just see this cloaked figure waving right. his arms and stuff. Um, then he walks up to Luke, kneels down, yep. looks over to R2, and he takes off his hood, and he's like, yeah. hello there. <laughs> yeah. The first words everyone says in the movie. <laughs> All right. My, my, to my number one, I'm going to guess it's the same. Well, uh, might not be the same. I think, I think it's going to be the same, but different. <laughs> um, because I'm picking Darth Vader's entrance for his hallway scene in A New Hope. A New Hope. I'm guessing yours is going to be Darth Vader's hallway entrance in Rogue One. Yeah, but <laughs> you are. Mine <laughs> is um, in A New Hope. Um, you know, it's the first time we see one of the greatest villains. Oh yeah, of all time, and it just like shows once again, just like shows Darth Vader, but it also just like shows the power of the Empire. You know, mm-hmm. like you've just got these rebels like scared and hiding there you know like mm-hmm. waiting for something just like they blow the door off and then just a bunch of clones or stormtroopers come out right and then he just like walking through oh my <laughs> it's just a great entrance yeah yeah definitely a great entrance and i definitely this definitely can segue into my yep. number one of darth vader's entrance in a rogue one like that entrance Mm-hmm. I think it really sets the terrifying mood yep. for Darth Vader for A New Hope. If you are watching, the, if you, this is the first time you're watching like Star Wars, first off, I'm sorry because <laughs> you have to watch the prequels before you watch. Oh, no, don't trilogy. watch the prequels first. <laughs> watch the main trilogy first, and then you, you know, um, can watch the other stuff if you want. I will say that. Um, see, Rogue One shows the terrifying aspect of Darth Vader that people wanted to see yeah. when you first see him and his hallway scene. I th- it was the first hallway scene that a character got. Right. And he just takes down all these rebels so quickly and so efficiently. Yeah. And you see the terrifying look that these rebels have and yet they're still firing upon this mm-hmm. Sith Lord. Yep. And then, then after that, if you actually think about it, you know, it goes into... And then it goes into a new hope. Darth Vader sends stormtroopers in. Yep. Like, 
that's 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 something to think about right there. I'm tapping my forehead or tapping the my temple here. I'm just like think about it. <laughs> yeah. Um I, I love the Rogue One entrance. I think the Rogue One entrance like does Darth Vader justice, does yeah. the entrance justice and is amazing and beautiful, but in my opinion, it doesn't have the same like like you said, he like sends these stormtroopers in first, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's not just this like one man wrecking crew, right? Like like yeah, I said, exactly. it shows the like power of the Empire. They have like endless soldiers at their disposal. Mm-hmm. They are huge. They control so much. Yeah. You know? And he's just insanely powerful. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean the Rogue One scene is great. Just doesn't have the probably just like, you know, this nostalgic aspect yeah. to it for me now, and such. If I could say real fast before we kind of go into our next segment here, um, with if you were to just watch A New Hope first, mm-hmm. I will say that Darth Vader's entrance is terrifying. Yeah, it's still very. Te- when I first watched it, I was terrified of this guy because, <laughs> like you said, he, he's just willing to sacrifice so many soldiers yep. just so he can get to his goal. And while yes, I think he still could have had that hallway scene and be that menacing person. I think that it definitely shows the tactical mind of Darth Vader. It also like fits the, um, the simple story of the movie, right? Like Mm -hmm. the movie is literally just about like these people trying to get plans. Yeah, exactly. It's not a complex movie plot. Right. Mm -hmm. And, like just i mean that just fits it like i'm not saying that the hallway scene and the whole rogue one like takes away from that at all it doesn't yeah but like it it, they didn't need it in that movie right yeah exactly Whereas in rogue one it does a really good job of culminating in this one scene right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah definitely definitely uh is a good way of like bringing into this and no i did not say rogue one did a good job at anything as you're saying (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I knew you were going to say something about Rogue One, and I wanted to say something first. I just didn't But if you want to hear our full thoughts on Rogue One, tune in this Sunday. Yeah, this Sunday. We will be releasing our movie review yeah. for Rogue One. <laughs> I cannot wait. <laughs> um, yeah, so keep your eyes open. Um, why are we ending this? We're, we're, we still have more to go. <laughs> On our entrances? No, we're going into Moon Knight now. I know. Let's go. Let's let's do it. All right. Moon Knight. Episode five. Second to last episode. Sound like you were going to say episode four there, but you know. (laughs) What'd you think? It was a really good episode. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, Very interesting way of like telling the backstory while still telling the front story. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was it was interesting. Wasn't like a wasn't your normal boring way of telling a backstory. It was it was a interesting way they put it. Yeah. I absolutely love this episode. By far the best episode so far. I think that um they finally just let Oscar Isaacs act. <laughs> like <laughs> we basically just saw him the whole time. He did an incredible job. He Oh my goodness! Like, yeah, he, he, uh, he's going impressive actor. He's to be so that. impressive, going back and forth between uh, Stephen and yeah. Mark, but also like between like him and the psychiatrist's place, but also him and yeah, just so good. Um, Ethan Hawke did a great job as Harrow. Oh yeah, he Doctor Harrow. Even even as doctor i've so far like throughout this entire show i've always i seem to i just enjoyed him yeah so much like he was he does a really good job mm-hmm. as this type of character and then seeing him as basically just someone else for yep. a while yep. it not only like compliments um i'm forgetting his name now goodness steven and steven and mark, mark. but it also just shows of how good of an actor he is yep. as well so yep. it, it, it it's Truly, truly amazing how good these actors can play mm-hmm. different personalities and stuff. Um, and then I just thought the story that they told this episode was really good. Like, they tackled some pretty big stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, they really showed Mark's pain. They showed uh, 
and they did it like there was a lot they packed in but it didn't feel slow it didn't oh, feel yeah. too fast it just like they gave you a lot of information they uh, i loved the pacing of the sequences of them of, of um steven finding everything out like oh yeah the way he was like going up the stairs at the one point and then back up the stairs to like the same place um and just like yeah that was really fun and like not just but they they did it in so many layers because it wasn't just him finding out it was mark trying to stop him from finding out oh yeah um yeah. but like also realizing that he needed steven to learn these things right mm-hmm. and so um just all the different layers just added to it and made for just a really, really well told story. Yeah, it was a definitely, it definitely, there was definitely a lot of information there, but it wasn't like an overwhelmingly amount. It was like, wow, this is the information that I needed. It's perfect. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Um, Any, did you have any any was there anything in this episode that really that was like really surprising to you or um well it's first before we get into that i want to say the one thing i did not like about the episode mm. yeah probably a good idea to get into that <laughs> was the hippopotamus and, oh i mean it's not like i'm totally fine with the hippopotamus being there i understand that like because uh, as uh harrow says um he the that is someone who can break the walls down between them right like mm-hmm. she is the god of family and children or whatever mothers and children yeah mothers something and like children. that yeah and that's like what they need to discuss is his mother and his childhood so it makes sense that that god's there um also the fact that as we spoke last episode i believe she's also the god of rejuvenation or whatever mm-hmm. and so she can bring him back to life as shown but like it was a really intense episode and the her character wasn't comedic but wasn't intense so it just yeah. felt really out of place like i feel like they were trying to have her be comedic but i didn't find her funny at all yeah and was... so she just felt really awkward mm-hmm. she was just there to like to tell them to be sure the scales right were supposed to be yeah um, i i see i see and i just well. really wish she would have been written differently mm-hmm. um much more either serious or way funnier because like she just wasn't wasn't doing it for me yeah 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 um, okay uh let's see but yeah surprising things there's one unless there was there anything else that you disliked about that um nothing really i guess of my one disappointing fact the one i guess the one thing that really stood out for me that was disappointing was the fact that mark didn't put up much of a fight on the final in the final parts of the episode but i didn't really have a problem with that i mean he was fighting against multiple undead true but people but then what i would say what i guess i would have disliked about that was the fact that he seemed to like hit them and it not do much. And then when, Steven yeah, that, 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 that's what but I think it kind of was trying to show that, uh, them working together is what like, ah, oh. we, and like they became stronger the more they work together type of a thing. Okay. Okay. Whereas where okay. He's like, you hide, I'll do this. He was weak. Right. But then mm-hmm. when Steven's like, no, let's do this together. That's when they became stronger. Okay. Okay. Then that makes sense. That makes sense. Because I just thought but, it was weird how, like you yeah, said, yeah, he was, just does I these hits. They definitely didn't show that all that well. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, I'm going to hit you nice square in the jaw. Oh, just took a small bit of sand out there. <laughs> then <laughs> Steven comes in, smack dab in some yep. random spot and takes him out. <laughs> um, yeah. The most surprising, by far the most surprising thing to me was Jake Lockley not appearing in this episode. I have to spoilers agree with that. for those who uh, haven't watched it, but watch it before you listen to this. Anyway, actually watch it like four times, then w- then re-listen to this like I don't know, maybe ten times. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> just keep listening to this. That's fine. Yeah, uh, the more listens, better. No. Um, anyways, Jake Lockley. I was after last episode. We see this sarcophagus, someone pounding yeah. on it. Um, Stephen had just come out of a sarcophagus, like. 
I just expected Jake Lockley to be in that sarcophagus, which I still think he is. Yeah. I, but I expected them the whole every every time they needed to, you know, deal with something. I was like, oh, Jake Lockley's it. Yeah. Then they deal with this other family problem. Okay, Jake Lockley's next. One. Then they deal with this other family problem. Then, okay, Jake Lockley. And it's just <laughs> like kept happening. And it was it Jake Lockley. Yeah. And then they get in this fight at the end. I'm like, all right, now they have to like finally like get Jake Lockley to appear, finally balance the scales, be able to take these guys out. Mm-hmm. No, Jake Lockley. <laughs> and, and then it ended, and I was like, okay. Yeah. I totally thought Jake Lockley was going to be the key to balance the scales. Same. same. But it never happened. It was apparently... And it like wasn't necessarily a negative thing. I yeah. think they did a really good job of telling the story. I'm not sure how the scales are balanced without Jake Lockley's heart on there. I'm assuming in some way, like, I'm wondering if maybe think about it this way let's say this what if jake lockley is still a very new personality that's why his his heart on there isn't gonna have isn't that big of effect i'm thinking that's what it is um i i could see that i feel like that doesn't really um fit the whole like mystical mm. aspect of like it's not it's not this like it's it's close to balance everything like it has to be perfectly balanced right mm-hmm. and like the gods are all knowing except this hippopotamus scene that was another thing i wasn't a big fan of the hippopotamus like at the start she's like i don't know what's going on fumbling through these papers and at the end she's like suddenly knows everything oh and yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> <and> it's like <laughs> what <laughs> yes yes that was so apparently just just a couple things had to happen then she's like oh she's yeah so it's just like in the handbook here yeah. uh, egyptian 101 <laughs> yeah that was just random um but anyways uh so I, I feel like i don't know that doesn't really fit but um i mean it could just be like those are the two that are at odds with one another right mm. they're the two personalities that are clearly at odds with them i feel like maybe oh. jake lockley doesn't like they don't know enough about jake lockley to be have a problem with him so they yeah. like, aren't unbalanced with him but i mean yeah i wonder and i guess no that i mean maybe maybe like they just decided to show us i don't feel like this is what it is but uh, maybe in episode four, they decided not to show us that one scene just to tease us that it was Jake Lockley, even though it might have just been Mark. But I feel like that just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it is Jake Lockley in that sarcophagus. I guess there's, there's a part of me that says there's like no doubt that it is. Um, but what you raised a, you raised a point and starting to figure out what it was, but I think um, the fact is that they don't know. They don't have... They Neither don't, one seems to know that Jake Lockley yeah. exists. Yes. Yeah. So, while yes, maybe Steven kind of know, he, he's the one that really stopped and looked at it, right? Was it Steven or Mark who looked at it? Or um, the two who stopped and Mark wanted to move on. Steven was like kind of looking at it. Yeah. So one of the so Stephen is kind of seems to know about it, but he doesn't seem to like understand it. Right, like Stephen being the one, like Mark being the main personality, and Stephen being the one who doesn't know as much. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Yeah. Um. So what I think is, since Mark doesn't know about this personality, and he believes everything that has happened, every blackout that he's had or whatever, it's all been Stephen, and. But like I don't, I don't see Mark believing that Stephen just yeah, true. The crap you're, out you're of absolutely people. right. You're absolutely right. But they never really like right. They don't. They don't. They, they don't, don't actually get into it when he's like, "What did you do?" <laughs> right. Like, and yeah, it was, so it was kind of weird. But so I think like it's another one of those moments where they they are both blacking out when James Lockley is taking over Jake. Jake Lockley and Jake James, they're the same. That's actually true. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so I think they're both blacking out. So of course they won't have enough information to really like, they won't have it. They don't know enough about him. Yeah. I guess, I guess my only, like, I, I, I like this way they told the story. I like all that. I like mm-hmm. that Jake Lockley was this like 
twist that you thought was coming and never yeah. came. I like that the, the way that they told that. Um, my only problem is the fact that the scales are balanced. You know, it just doesn't oh, make yeah, sense. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, and we'll see where they'll go from here. But if he just spit it out, come on. <laughs> if okay, I, I don't see them fully bringing Jake Lockley in in the next episode. Yeah, so I think in, in this episode. Mm-hmm. So, I guess Mark is going to pass through the door of whose face it is. What, what Euphrates? Um, I forget. <laughs> Euphrates. Hey, it's, it's a thing. Well, you, Cyrus. You, Cyrus. Um, and then. Somehow Layla's gonna free Conchu like as he comes back so that he can heal him from the bullets and he don't just die again. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was wondering how they were gonna do that. Steven. And then somehow he's gonna get Steven back and then they're gonna like tease Jake. Like that just I, feels like a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. But then again, I felt I, like that. It, almost every last episode that's coming mm-hmm. for every series. I've been like, wow, they're going to have to pack a ton. And they haven't done an okay job in most. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I can see it as, like you said, the, um, Leo's going to have to free Khonshu. Right. Um, so I think what's going to happen is she frees Khonshu. And because since um, Mark heals with Khonshu's powers, or I guess with the strength imbued into right. by Conchu, um, I think Stephen will, you know, come back because of that power. Okay. So, um, yeah. So it, it's a that was actually an interesting point, though. Without if, much, ooh, they have to ooh, throw I, in. I have a I have a great thought here. This would be cool. This is what I want them to do in the last episode. Just bring Batman and Superman in from a whole nother superhero universe. <laughs> yes. No. What? <laughs> I just, I don't know. So, here's what they should do. Anshu somehow, I don't, I don't really care. Layla does kick, bam, punch. Layla dies. Sure, she dies. No, I'm sorry. Anshu, <laughs> save. Mark comes back. Mark's fine. But Steven's gone. Mm. It's just Mark. Mark does his thing. Then he has to go back into this realm. And that's how the episode's going to end with him trying to find Steven in this other realm. As midnight. Oh, oh, that's an interesting thought right there. And oh, that, then that would give more grounds to the point of when Steven's seeing the sarcophagus. Because then, since if Stephen has, if Mark has to go back, then that would mean he might see the sarcophagus and be like, "Oh, Stephen's in there." Mm, interesting. All right. Anything else you want to talk about? Midnight? I think Any we other expe- Do you have an expectation of what you think will happen? Um, of course, I really, really want there to be like this. Part of me really wants to see Konshu fight. Okay, but oh, speaking of which, I thought the CGI was the best it's been in this episode. Oh yes, that shit on, oh. on the sand oh. actually looked good. It actually the looked like a ship for really a while. The uh, the, uh, the sand. purple lasers of all the souls going down. Oh, yeah, the creatures, all of it just looked really good. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, they're. Oh man, it, it looked Anyways. amazing. You want to um, see Conchifite? I do not. I want to. I just want to. I, I'm just curious as as if to if Kanshu fought, how would he fight? I'm just curious about like the way he fights. So if they bring probably that, use his fist of vengeance. Really, <laughs> just my thoughts. <laughs> but at the same time, I don't think it, having a fight with Kanshu, it just might be a whole big CGI mess. Exactly. So hence why I don't want it. I mean, it could be good, actually. I doubt it. All right. All right. Um, Yeah, that's just about it. I mean, I I am wanting more Khonshu to be in because I actually like, I like some, I I liked most of the points when Khonshu and Mark have 
talked. And Agreed. Love Conchie's voice. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> All righty. Um, Moving on. All right. So what you got for upcoming Star Wars thingies? Well, nothing really new came out. You were but, all like, I have to talk, I have to talk about is, Star Wars. I have to talk about nothing. But there nothing, is some huh? talk. Nothing. Talk? There is some talk that people want a certain thing to happen that I don't want to happen. Oh. And I really want to say this quickly. I know. And it's like, if this does happen, then there's no point for something else that happened. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Um, so... In in there's a lot of talk that in the show there's going to that uh, I forget his name goodness that uh, Darth Vader will be coming back. Mm. Boo! What he what role he will what what he is going to be doing in the show is very has not been really revealed. Okay. Everybody wants him wants it to be that there's a lot of people who want Obi Wan to fight Darth Vader again. No. And that would not make sense. No, it would not. It would not make sense. And why I'm saying this is because I recently watched this video. I cannot remember the name of the guy that I was watching, so I apologize about not saying his name. But I watched this video of this guy saying that there was a massive plot hole left in No New Hope. There's no plot hole. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's a perfect movie. <laughs> There's not the, the plot hole that he's talking about was not left. When Darth Vader and Obi Wan meet on the Death Star and they're talking to each other. Yep. When I when we when I left you, I was presence. I feel. <laughs> when I left you, I was but the learner. Now I am the master. It's just no, like no. <laughs> Think about the way he says it. When I left you, I was the learner. Yep. Because everybody thinks that there's go they're going to meet in Obi Wan, and that's why he says that. What that makes no sense. Yeah. So, well, there's a lot of people who who think that. Um, and so what I, I what I want to confirm is here is so when Anakin turned to the dark side, he left the Jedi Order, yep. therefore leaving Obi Wan Kenobi, mm -hmm. and so that. So, and the last time they met was on Mustafar. Sure. <clears throat> Mustafar. Be before, Where? <laughs> when, when Obi-Wan cut off his legs and arm. Right. So, this does not, if they do meet, there's going to be so many things that are wrong, that is going to yep, be wrong with I that. I agree. I completely agree. And even if Obi-Wan was off the planet, or even if he was on the planet and still kept Luke's secret safe. Yep. There's still so many things wrong. Why didn't Darth Vader go after Obi-Wan? Why didn't Darth Vader know about Obi-Wan going to this planet? There's just so many things wrong with that. Agreed. Um, so I just want to say if they do have that, I will fully say that I am going to be disappointed in future Star Wars. Nice. So I already am. <laughs> Um, I have some very high hopes for Star Wars, but my expectations are very low. Nice. So it's going to be sad. Now, the only reason I can see Obi-Wan leaving the planet, I know this is going into deep, but this is, it's fine. It's fine. The only reason I see Obi-Wan leaving Tatooine, even though I hope he doesn't leave Tatooine because his goal is to stay on Tatooine and protect Luke Skywalker. Right. The only reason I see him leaving Tatooine is to catch somebody who has info that Luke Skywalker is on Tatooine. Okay. That's the only reason I can see him. He see him leaving. Um, but I still don't see him meeting Darth Vader. Agreed. So, yeah, it, it does. There's no sense in that. All right. Um, yeah, so we, moving on, <laughs> uh, I just needed to get that out there cause it's been bugging my yeah, that, mind. That needs to get out there. <laughs> no Luke's, I mean, Darth Vader. Now I, I, I'll be okay with Darth Vader showing up in the show, but only talking to himself. <laughs> yes. To himself. The Emperor. No, the Inquisitors. Oh, 
<laughs> um, so of course we're getting Bad Batch season two. Um, of course, Andor, uh, TV any, series. Any, any news about Andor yet? Um, late summer. Late summer. Very late summer. It's like August twenty fourth. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Okay. No, um, I have no idea. Um, we're still getting the um, Mandalorian season three. Very late. Uh, right. of the year probably in like the final days of the year probably in December somewhere noise so um, yeah that's about all I have except for the maybe some other stuff maybe I'll just name off of the other TV Star Wars TV shows that are coming out uh, we have a Soka TV series that is probably going to be coming out after uh, um, Mandalorian um, we have apparently a Book of Boba Fett season 2 possibly coming out Okay. Hopefully it's better. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, we have the Acolyte in that is in development. What's that about? Um, it is apparently going to be in the days of the High Republic before the Clone Wars Republic. So like pre, pre, pre. Yeah. So pretty early on of Star Wars. So nice. it's going to be an interesting time, time period for this show. Uh, we have actually a Lando TV show coming Lando Calrissian. Yeah, Lando Calrissian. I have no idea what that's going to be about. Probably about Lando. <laughs> You're funny. Um, then we have a Rogue Squadron uh, coming out. Um, and then there is a TV show that I want to come out, but I think it has been canceled. Uh, Star Wars Rangers of the New Republic. Okay. So, kind of sad. Um, nothing else. After that, I think there's just a couple Star Wars movies that are going to be coming out late, later down the line, but that's going to be coming out maybe a couple of years, something like that. So, I have no right. idea. Um, so yeah, that's about it. So I just thought I'd bring some more Star Wars since this guy over here brings a lot of Marvel to the table. <laughs> well, today we're really only going to be talking about a couple of things. Oh, really? First off, <clears throat> Multiverse of Madness. Oh, uh, yes. There was a new TV spot in a new oh, trailer dear. released. Anything spoiling that you're going to say? Do I need to shut my ears? <laughs> I don't think I'll spoil anything, but there's a couple of things. A new character was introduced. Oh, well, that just ruined the whole movie for me. <laughs> I don't think you know who this character is, but... Watch it. I'm going to know who this Marvel, character is. Marvel. People who love Marvel will know who it is and understand why it's so important. The Living Tribunal. I think I know who that is. Isn't he uh isn't it a uh some like one of the uh I don't want to say seven, but a group like a certain group of not a certain group of beings that are and the living tribunal is that group either is that group of beings or the living tribunal is that is a certain being. Um I've heard the name before. Right. So the Living Tribunal is this cosmic entity that um, basically judges all all the whole multiverse. Okay, okay. Um, it it's this giant oh. figure with three heads. Yeah, that's who I was. Kind of a golden boy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm pretty. I'm trying to remember what his heads are made up of. Is like the front facing one is I don't know they revenge. Sean, I can't <laughs> I can't remember all three of them. But anyways, he basically judges people yeah. who do things multiversally, you know, cross mm. dimensions, destroy worlds, all that jazz. Kind of makes it you... has to be very big things for him to even care. Like he yeah. doesn't care if you know people are doing bad so, stuff. So, like he probably wouldn't even care about like Thanos. Yeah, in well, just well, one universe. Yeah, but but what about definitely cares if people are crossing dimensional portals and mm -hmm. stuff, which sounds like Doctor Strange is going to be doing in Wanda and stuff. And on top of that, though, when he judges, he cannot pass judgment unless all three of his heads agree. Oh, so if there's any disagreement, he just doesn't make a decision. So there might be some nice little maneuvering speech <laughs> i don't know we so in the trailer you just kind of like kind of see him as they're passing through this dimension it seems oh so, so he just might be i don't an know easter if egg. it's just an easter egg i kind of feel like the fact they're 
doing interdimensional stuff, like he, there will be a scene with him. Yeah. I don't know how important he'll be, but very just an interesting little, you know, the, the, if I may ask, um, well, some of you are probably wondering this too, but, uh, this is kind of going off topic of what we're talking about here, but why didn't he show up in what if, um, I don't think it like was the, like he didn't, he would have eventually if like things kept going. Okay. Okay. But I don't think he was, he was at that point yet is why he did. Okay. Okay. I, I, I think I understand now. Like, he, especially with like the watcher breaking his role, I think like he was probably pretty close to showing up. Yeah. But like, that's the level of things that have to happen for him to show up. Okay. Okay. So it was definitely close, but it wasn't um, there. All right. So then the next thing, this shouldn't be spoiling anything because we've talked about this before. They finally name dropped the Illuminati. Okay. Nice. Um, was it like this? Illuminati, or, or was it? No, <laughs> it was Illuminati. It's actually kind of cool. Um, Mordo says to Doctor Strange something along the lines of, the Illuminati will see you now. Oh. Yeah. So Mordo knows about the Illuminati? Yes. If you well, watch my trailer breakdown, I think Mordo is on the Illuminati. But anyways. So that just spoiled everything. Yeah. Mordo is a part of the Illuminati. Illuminati is going to fight Doctor Strange. That's probably true. <laughs> um, and then, let's see. Another thing that got, um, okay, say, <laughs> spoiling. I'm pretty sure this is going to happen very early on in the movie, but it could spoil. It something. could spoil something, so I won't say it. And then, uh, ooh, there's a scene that happens at the end of one of the trailers that, in my opinion, is on the Mount. What's it called? Mount. Wonderbar or something like that. Wundergard. I can't remember, but it's where the Darkhold was created. And I'm I'm pretty well convinced that that's where this one scene takes place. Oh. At the end of the trailer when you see the, you know, multiple-armed Doctor Strange. You, you know what I'm talking about, guys. <laughs> uh, that, is, I'm pretty sure, takes place there. And that totally makes sense for the fact that we're seeing undead creatures and stuff because, you know, the Darkhold creates those type of things. Also makes sense for who I said would probably going to end up being the villain. Um, and then the final thing I want to say, and the, what I'm the most excited about, is the IMAX poster just came out. Really? And, it said, and apparently the entire movie was filmed for IMAX. So if you're not watching it in IMAX, you're going to be missing stuff because there will be edges of this. Like in the last trailer, there's a scene where Wong like pulls out this sword and you can tell like it's pat like going outside the screen, which means you are definitely missing stuff. If you're not watching in IMAX, there's the edges of the screen that aren't going to be there in a normal screen. So I'm super excited. We're going into the IMAX showing. <laughs> I mean, I hope I'm going to the IMAX showing. I'm pretty, better sure. Be. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I am. I'm like 97%. I'm going to IMAX. You're supposed to be with me. So. <laughs> well, well, we're going at the same time to different theaters. <laughs> um, anyway, so that just made me extremely excited. Um, so anyways, that's all I got for Doctor Strange Multiverse Madness. There's those, those trailers, though, were crazy. Like really? tons of new stuff. Just like Man, I'm pretty sure I know exactly what's gonna happen in the movie now, and I'm so excited. And it's supposed to be coming out what next week, or is it no, uh, like yes next week? I guess. Yes, next week. Next a week? week from Thursday. Okay. Wow. Wow. Uh, yes. Yes. A week from this Thursday. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and like ten <laughs> days away. Nine days. You away. are like having some trouble with that. <laughs> uh, it's just like I'm shot. Like yeah, it's so fast. Like next week. Oh my goodness. I know. Like I feel like it hasn't even been that long. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, All right. Pretty I'm impressive. Excited. I feel. And, anyways, moving on. Yeah, moving on. Moving on. Get on to. Uh, so we talked about last week the Love and Thunder trailer. So not much to go on there. We haven't got any new trailers or anything. Um, there was a poster, but anyways, not much to talk about there, but I want something I really, really want to say. Do you have a question? I do have one question though. Any news of it being pushed back? No, nope, it's not getting pushed back. Well, really? The trailer said it was going to be in July, so it's still in July. It might get pushed back a week or so, but it's not going to be pushed out of July. Okay. Um, hmm. but anyways, Werewolf by Night coming out. October, oh yeah. Right. Haven't really heard much about it. But we just got a casting 
<gasps> for Elsa Bloodstone. I don't Ooh. know if you know who that is. I, I've heard the name once. Such a cool character. One <laughs> of my one of my favorite. She was actually uh, the first like supernatural character in Marvel that I got into. Like, really? Um, I'm trying to remember how I found out about it. I think I was reading a can't remember, but I was reading a comic and she shows up and I'm like, wow, she's kind of cool. She's like this vampire hunter. Was it like a Spider-Man comic? I'm guessing. I can't remember for sure, but it was a long time ago. Anyways, so she is this vampire hunter that her father is a horrible human being. Basically, like, I think he ends up killing her mother because her mother was like, wouldn't let her, like, whoa. Yeah. And like, just like, terrible man. Um, but he trains her to be this vampire hunter, right? And she gets this bloodstone, which grants her all these powers. And that's why she's called Elsa Bloodstone. And yeah, she's just super cool. Um, she got cast um, by uh, Laura Donnelly's going to be playing her, which I've not, I've only seen her in a couple of episodes of some shows. She doesn't play in many movies. Okay. I was, I was like, um, so it sounds I familiar, but I, I'm not, uh, what I'm going to say is what I've seen her in. I feel like she really is a very fluid actress. Like she just like brings her characters to life very fluidly, like um, has a good energy. So I'm really excited to see her in such like an active role. Hopefully she does a good job, but I don't know. Haven't seen her enough. Um, and hmm. then, but what I want to bring that it up for is she, Elsa Bloodstone is also a member of the Midnight Suns. So I'm pretty excited with Moon Knight and now Werewolf by Night, Elsa Bloodstone. We can get, be pretty close to a Midnight Suns little team up. Dark, the Black Knight, right? Oh, yeah, maybe. Blade. That's oh. all right there. Hopefully Ghost Rider. <laughs> Not Nicolas Cage Ghost Rider. <laughs> yeah, it would be cool to see Ghost Rider in uh, the MCU. Um, wow, that van. Just going into this, like, there's so much of this, like, supernatural stuff coming mm-hmm. to Marvel right now. I'm very excited for that side of the MCU. I'm not too excited about, like... uh the main part of the MCU right now. Yes, Multiverse of Madness I'm pretty excited for, but Thor, Love and Thunder, I'm kind of like, eh. Yeah. Uh, Wakanda Forever, I'm kind of, eh. Captain Marvel to um, the Marvels, I'm kind of, eh. But Moon Knight, Werewolf by Night, Blade, I'm pretty excited for that okay. side of it. Yeah, yeah. That, okay, that, mm, that oh, man, oh, I cannot wait for Werewolf by Night because yeah. I'm really it's a character I really want to see. Yeah. Um, I mean, if they do it, if they do a good job of bringing that like horror, horror, um, supernatural element, like, and make you actually like feel that they don't. Cause like Daredevil, Daredevil, uh, <laughs> Moon Knight, I feel like they've done a little bit, but like yeah. you haven't really felt like the full effect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if they fully go into that world based on the way they're portraying it in Moon Knight, I'm I'm excited. Okay, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. All right, what we got for um back and forth coming up? Um, there's something I forgot to so look it up. as you said before. <laughs> um, Doctor Strange is coming out next week. Yep, and so we are doing Obi Wan Kenobi since that's coming out. In a couple of weeks after that, versus Doctor Strange. That's right. That's right. I knew that. I knew that. See, I'm. I already knew that. I was seeing if you knew that. <laughs> um. So you'll be bringing Obi Wan Kenobi. Yep, and I'll bring Doctor Strange. This is kind of interesting. I don't know a whole lot about Doctor Strange, so I am very excited to delve into him. Um. I'm really excited just for this fight mainly. Cause I've actually recently been reading a Doctor Strange comic, um, or a bunch of Doctor Strange comics that. I got, and man, I really like Doctor Strange as a character. Yeah. I love oh. Clay as a character. I think I'm actually really hoping she shows up now in Multiverse of Madness because I think she could be a really fun character in the, in MC. the MCU. No, yeah, I would. Yeah, I, I, yeah, me reading a co- couple Doctor Strange comics, like, she's, she's a fun, she's really fun. She's yeah. a fun character. Um, so that's what's next week. Uh, don't forget. Rogue One oh, movie yeah, Rogue review One. this Sunday. 
this Sunday, and yes, we are working on that. <laughs> um, hopefully, I will be watching Rogue One here in the next couple days and getting that done. And then we've got uh, the uh, Instant Judgment for Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness will be coming out. Yeah. Um, right away after we go watch it. So you're probably wondering why we haven't been doing Instant Judgments. Um, not only is it late times, but we haven't been able to find like good posters. Yeah, I'm just trying to make it perfect for yeah. you guys, you know? So don't worry, we will get back into it here. Um, so we're just going to be putting out mainly just some quick judgments of them. Yep. Um, but... Pretty soon, you know, we'll have a we'll have a camera, we'll have a green screen, <laughs> we'll have it all right there for you. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> Alrighty, see y'all next week. Don't put yourselves inside a box.